Welcome to Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn and I'm here with Matt Leach and this is part of our LA Adobe Mac series. We are actually in Sydney, so if anyone's been listening to the other episodes, they will know that we are complete charlatans. Uh, mm. We're doing all the intros over again because it just wasn't wasn't any time while we were over there. We're pulling people, you know, backstage and you know, in, in, into corridors Tackling and wherever people, we could, yeah. uh, wherever we could, whatever we could do with um, people that we really wanted to talk to while we were there. Shoving microphones in their faces. We really did. We really did. We reached out to uh, Adam JK. Um, as in the lead up to it, we were lucky enough to get about half an hour of time with him. I think we probably ended up with about twenty minutes or so of really of good audio. Um, this was recorded in a back room in a media room that we definitely were not allowed to be in i think we were, we were kicked that, out at that time yeah we, yeah we we eventually learnt what we were supposed to do and where we were supposed to write our names and we were able to book rooms but this time i just thought it was a free room so yeah we really struggle with the rules of engagement <laughs> at these things um but adam was awesome um, he had some really great things to say. We're very appreciative of his time while he was there because he was being pulled in all sorts of directions um, and was, you know, gave a great talk um, and, yeah, was interacting with all sorts of stuff. So his, his talk got was a little amazing, bit time. actually. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was one of the highlights for me, just so much energy and mm. just so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's really humble as well. Yeah, like it, it, super authentic, dude. It, yeah. it's, it's that kind of weird thing where you, you have um, someone being really humble, but they're also full of energy. So yeah. it, 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 I, I found it like, oh, wow. It's like, it's just, you have to listen to him because he's so engaging in that way. Yeah. And obviously big shout out to Adobe and HP for giving us access to these phenomenal people yep. um, and allowing us to get to, to get to LA, get out to Adobe Max um, and experience that and also capture that content, bring it back to Australia. For your listening is yeah. If your listening is uh, in the episode, you'll also hear there's there's quite a bit of noise um, in the next room. Bonnie Siegler is doing a podcast, yeah, which was a I really wanted to. I I love Bonnie and love what she's done, and, and that would have been great to kind of get her on as well. But we so technically you can kind of listen in if you want to like re-listen and just listen to her in the background. Um, yeah, exactly right. There was there was all sorts of people back there. Like it was like backstage at a at a festival or something like yeah. that. Um, and yeah, it was a bit of a who's who. So the audio quality is probably not quite as good as we would normally like, but there's definitely some really interesting nuggets. So if you can handle the not perfect, you know, podcast audio, then we think you'll really enjoy our conversation with with Adam. Before we jump in, uh, I do want to really thank our major sponsor, Streamtime, and thank them for their, their consistent support. They have been amazing. Uh, if you haven't tried it, you really must. It, it will keep all your hours logged and your project on time. I've been using it for everything you've been using, the mobile app. Yeah, that's right. I've been really enjoying it. So uh, let's get stuck into this episode. Let's do it. This episode is part of our Adobe Max series of episodes that we're recording in LA. This episode, we have Adam J. Cutts. Oh, I got it right, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Don't even cut this. Just yeah. keep it. <laughs> this is great. Who, who describes himself as a designer, author, illustrator, creative director, writer, small press brand, businessman recently, you said on a podcast? Businessman, yeah, yeah I'm, my, I'm my own business. There you go. So fucking weird, I hate You've it. made it. <laughs> so a lot of hyphens in there. Yeah, what you uh, do. I was like, where did I say this from? I realized as you were reading it, or as you were saying it, I was like, oh, it's, it's on my website, yeah. it's where. I haven't updated my website since probably my first summer in New York, so 2013, 2012, last time I updated my website. Wow. It's, uh, it's like a really old WordPress. At some point, the web became responsive. I like threw some CSS in there. 
Nice. It's a bad website. Don't go to it. AdamJK.com. Don't. That's the website to not go to. You. Is that why you do so much on Instagram and all uh, the social media? Not so. I don't think that's that's why, but I yeah. think it's definitely like that's where people look anyway. So I don't mm. feel as much pressure to have a nice website. Mm. And then also I don't do a cl- ton of client work, so mm. that's okay too. I do a lot of. Guys, I, if you're listening right now, a random man just walked into the room very quickly, <laughs> then left, and it was distracting. That's gonna happen a couple of times. It's gonna happen a couple. Yeah. Of times. We're we're sat in the uh, the press area, which is, uh, it, if we feel like you know big boys in the in the press area, but then it's uh, it is quite noisy. So it's actually very yeah, it's not conducive to podcast recordings. That's so. right. We're gonna be doing some pretty solid editing, I think. After this, <laughs> have fun with this. Yeah, thanks. But I think it I think it actually curates sort of an authentic experience because Adobe Max is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I attended last year for one day. This year I'm a speaker and so I have access to the whole thing and like there's like I think the number is like fourteen thousand people yeah. here yeah. in the Los Angeles Convention Center and like thank God it's not in Vegas again because that was just like, too, that was too much. It was in Vegas last year. So um, we, we, we didn't go last, we went the year before. Dodged a bullet because Las Vegas sucks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I mean, it's great if you love drinking and gambling, but I don't care for either of those things. Although I did get yeah. my ear pierced and a tattoo in the same night in Vegas. <laughs> the same one? And it was my birthday, the way it worked out last year. Sounds like a pretty good time. It was great, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess I'm saying I love Las Vegas. But but anyway, my my point is that um, for a creativity conference, this actually feels like being at like, it feels like a Disney theme park. Yeah. And so right. it is crowded and there are a lot of people around and there are tons of conversations happening at all at all times. And so you listening at home are getting a taste of that That's right, right now. Yes. That's right. Does it sound busy? Because it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool because it gives us access to people like you. Otherwise, we would never be able to sit I'm down and have a chat. I'm actually quite accessible. I don't, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's nice to all be in the same spot. Yeah. Cool. So with, you know, so many different things that you do, I mean, you're in some ways, you're what, what the epitome of a slashy, I guess is, is what they, they call it. Like someone who a does... A slashy? Yeah. Have you not heard that before? No. It's like... Like you're a slashy that you do. Um, I'm a designer slash illustrator slash. Mm. Is that Australian lingo? For I think it, I think it might be Australian yeah. lingo. It might also be Matt Leach specific lingo because okay. it's a bit it's daggy. There is definitely a, a bit what now? A bit daggy. What's daggy? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Adam J Kurtz Education Hour. Yeah, we're we learning uh, a little bit uncool, a little bit a little bit dad uncool. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Well, I'm gay, so that's like actually, dad is like the kids. That's call, cool. Young, that's I feel like good. younger, younger gay <laughs> folks call me dad, like right. <laughs> not in a not in a sexual way, but in sort of like a celebratory, like you know, you're over 25, so you're dead now. Wow, 25 is the cutoff. That's, that's pretty cut brutal. Him. Yeah, I'm turning 30 in uh, four days. Wow. Wow. Oh, cool. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. So sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> with with all those different this is things, it's going to be a lot of work for you to edit later. No, no, no. This we is, don't edit. This is, this is all just going out. <laughs> oh, yeah. great! Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be good. So I with like it. with all those different things that you do, was that always the plan? Is that no? None of this was the plan, and uh, yeah, no. I mean, not to cut you off, but no, none of this was the plan. I mean, I studied graphic design in university because that was something I was interested in. I was already building fan sites. Uh, Australia connection for you. This is. So embarrassing, but like a part of my history I'm willing to own. Uh, I was the first person to ever, I was, this is true. I was the first person to build a fan site for the Veronicas, who oh. are uh, quite oh. popular Australian wow. uh, pop sisters, um, because they were on the same record label that Michelle Branch, Michelle Branch is like my favorite pop star of all time. Okay. And they were on the same record label and they had the same, or, or the, the woman who ran PR for Michelle Branch ran PR for the Veronicas. And she was like, Hey Adam, you're a gay teen. It's 2005. Like, check out these cool twin <laughs> sisters. 
uh, you're going to love this. And so I ran a fan site. I met them on their first like US tour. Their like mom sent me like Australian singles that I couldn't buy here. Sweet. So I was building fan sites and that was all, I was like 16, you know what I wow. mean? And so when, when I was trying to think of a, a concentration in school, I studied graphic design, mm. figured I would have traditional design roles. And I did. I worked for an internet marketing firm. I worked as a studio designer in a traditional ad agency in New York. Uh, I worked at BuzzFeed, the media website for a minute. Uh, that, that was absolutely more the plan than anything else. Uh, the fact that now I'm my own publisher, that I'm my own small business, that I'm doing brand collaborations, that I am kind of a social media influencer is, I can say that without, you know, blushing now, but like it is a nonsense title. You still broke it. You I still, know. You still paused I a know. little it's bit. It's hard. Yep. Social media, in, like who the fuck am I influencing? Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, kids, go to school. Like what is that? <laughs> but yeah, really surprising. Um, but it's mm. one of those things where, and I'll, and I say this all the time, it's like graphic design is is really about learning all the tools, right? We learn the software, we learn the principles, we learn about grids, we understand like hierarchy and space. We learn how to take other people's content, other text and image and combine them in ways that make mm. sense, right? At, the, at our core, we're communicators. And so when you have those tools, you can then go and do absolutely anything. Mm. And I think that design provided the foundation for everything I do now, even though a lot of the work you're seeing it and you're like, you probably doesn't even know how to use any of that shit. <laughs> he doesn't know about the Adobe Creative Suite of software. And it's like, no, I, I do. I promise. I, so it's it's very, very surprising. And, you know, everything that I've learned up until this point comes into play at all times. Even when I'm, you know, everything from, from negotiating with clients um, for social media ads, you know, that's putting on my, like, advertising hat. Um, mm. Or with my book layouts, the books are handwritten, but I'm still doing the production mechanicals and, like, color separating and all that shit. Um, or producing products for my own line. I have a I have a gift product line, and so mm. you know I became I I have Pantone swatch books that I actually use for wow. production. Wow, you actually and have it's them. nonsense yeah. because when you see my work only on social media, you're like, here's a guy who writes words on a color background, right? And that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cool. where did you grow up though? Because you didn't grow up in America, did you? No, uh, <laughs> you're like oh, my eyes got really wide. It's a bad time to be American. <laughs> Uh, I am, I'm actually a dual citizen now, but I grew up in Toronto in Canada. Uh, my mom's American. And so I was probably about eight or nine when she applied for, uh, all my siblings and I to have citizenship. And it did turn out well, because when I was a teenager, we moved from Toronto where my dad's side of the family lives to, uh, the Washington DC area, which is where my mom's family is. Right. And that led me to university in Baltimore. I just went to a small state school that had a design program. Uh, it was what we could afford pretty much. Uh, and then later, it was it was really easy to move to New York. I didn't have to deal with with visas or any of that mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, so I, I kind of had the best of both worlds, where like I did, I, I grew up Toronto and New York share a lot of culture. We have the same television program. You know what I mean? Like, right? Uh, there are not like huge gaps. It wasn't a in massive my, like, culture American, shift. Yeah, not at yeah. all. Um, but then I, I skipped all the hard stuff about about immigration and, and being able yeah. to live and work and. Yeah you know, you miss out on jobs because those companies don't want to sponsor your visa. And mm. so it, everything is, yeah, I have a lot of friends who have reached out and been like, how did you do it? And I'm like, well, <laughs> go back in time, ask your mom to be American. Yeah. <laughs> good I'm, advice. I'm very good lucky. Advice. We, um, yeah, you we, we read somewhere that you said like moving to New York was a chance to reinvent yourself. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. On Debbie Millman's podcast. Mm. Debbie Millman fucking, she, <laughs> she got it out of out. you. Yeah. I was not, <laughs> 
I had just come from going to the movies by myself. I saw La La Land, which is a right. longer movie mm. than I realized. So movie. I was almost late for her podcast. Oh, wow. And so I fucking was like running. I had popcorn <laughs> breath. I had to pee so badly because I had like a jumbo cola, you know, like at the theater. Yeah. Um, I don't want to specify which cola brand just because they haven't paid me to say anything. Okay. But, we can uh, edit it back in if they ever do give if you If they ever money. do, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Coke or Pepsi, whichever <laughs> one of you wants to, whoever wants to come in. Um, yeah, and so I and I had never met Debbie before. Now yeah. we're friends, so it's weird to think of how scared I was for that experience. Yeah, because you're in her little podcast studio. It's not a little. You're in the podcast studio. There's a glass wall. Is it as fancy as ours that we have here? Uh, you mean this room that we stuck into? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but her class is watching on the other side of the glass. Uh, I didn't know. That. I don't know that that's always the case, but oh, there wow. were 30 people watching us through a window. No. Wow. So I'm sitting there in that. You know, I've been in a dark theater by myself, and she really. I never listened to her podcast before just because I don't really like podcasts. I don't listen to them. I'd rather sure. listen to music. Like no offense, you guys. I just, yeah, I think that you've chosen like a bad thing. None to taken. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'll listen to this just to make sure that I sound, you know, cool and hot, uh, <laughs> and tall at the record show. Quite tall. We can edit it to make you tall. I'm sure uh, that's, I'm sure yeah, that's there a nice skill set. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I moved to New York because I was really depressed. Actually, I was living in Baltimore and I was just like smoking a lot of weed. I had my degree. I was working uh, for an internet marketing firm remotely. So I had, you know, steady work, but I only worked three days a week. And uh, cost of living is very cheap. I lived in a big like punk house with like six people. It was disgusting. It was like a gross house. It was, yeah. it was rough. It was, was it, so this was the party house. You lived at the party yes, house. Yes, yeah. I lived at the, yes, <laughs> absolutely that. It was like falling apart. Like the guy, you know, rented it to us so that he didn't have to fix it. All that to say, I, I, I felt like something was wrong with me. So I did what you should do, which is I went to see a therapist. Like, mm. you know, I, that, that's not like, that wasn't the hard part. I knew if, you're, if you think something might be up, please go to a therapist. Like, talk to someone who can help. And I told the therapist everything about what I was going through and what I was feeling or not feeling. And she looked at me and she was like, I don't think that you're depressed. I think that you're bored. And that wow. was really interesting because I was like, oh. Because I was already, I was making a lot of creative projects. I was doing, the beginnings of my career were happening, all my like hobbies projects and weird art shit on Tumblr. But she said, you're bored. And then like two or three days later, this guy that I sort of knew, you know, friends of a friend out of nowhere just calls me. I was like, do you want to move to New York? Like, I just got a job and like, you're often there. You know, I it's about three hours away. So I would go up to New York and go to like parties, you know, right. go to like gay clubs and stuff just because everything is insane in New York. Mm. And he was like, you want to just move? And I was thinking about what that therapist told me. And I was like, you know what? Fine. That doesn't sound boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I was like, you know what's not boring is move to New York for no reason. Yeah. Wow. So I, I didn't move for work. I didn't move. I just moved because I didn't know what to do with my life. And again, that's, there's so much privilege and already being a citizen and being relatively close and mm. already having a remote job. You know, I didn't have to do a lot. And also, this guy's a control freak. He got us a van. He got us an apartment. He came to my house just like, beep, beep, get in, loser. Like, in, bring your mattress. <laughs> yeah. We're driving to New York now. And, uh, and that is what happened. That was seven years ago. Oh, wow. And I want to talk a little bit about your time at BuzzFeed because, like, you obviously understand internet culture and um, visual communication on, on the internet, like, really, really well. Did that come from, like, your time at BuzzFeed, do you think? Like, do you account that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> to be blunt, uh, no. I... I was already really very internet from a young age. Again, I was doing fan sites. Fan as a sites, team. you're talking about Tumblr. I was on LiveJournal, yeah. MySpace. I've been on Tumblr since 2007. Uh, I joined Twitter in 2007. So I was very much like a digital native from a young age. I was on message mm. boards in the early 2000s. 
So I really understood that. And I think, I also think early on learned how to commodify myself and my identity as a product, which is what social media is. Like, let's right. not forget. There are varying ways to do it. There's some of us who are just like sort of a shell of a person with like three characteristics. And then others, like we gut ourselves and like spill our trauma for retweets. And that's a thing too. Mm. Uh, whew. I love to bring it here. Uh, you guys look horrified. You're like, uh. I've been slowly to... moving further and further back. Yeah, well, watch out because it's a very small room. That's true. No, I mean, these are my personal opinions and they don't, you know, obviously they don't reflect the, the viewpoints of you or your organization. This is, you got a guest on, uh, you know. Hey, the there, are no, there, there are no rules. We got, we got yeah. you on because we want to hear but, what you uh, have to say. So I... I, when I applied for that job at BuzzFeed, it was it was a weird team that they were just, it was like an experimental team that they launched right. and it was called BFF because of course it was. <laughs> and um, it was all about making social first content, like content that was meant to live in social feeds, um, meant to be sort of ephemeral, like very reactionary. And, you know, during pop culture events like the Grammys, the Super Bowl, we would have to come into work on a weekend and sit there like a team of 10 people like making breaking memes and stuff like that right. making reactionary content and uh i took that job because i needed to leave advertising okay because now i i was working anywhere from like 50 to 70 hours a week mm -hmm. you know I mean, traditional advertising was there on weekends i would be there until midnight you know sometimes it was it was better to work until 9 30 p.m than 8 30 because the rule was after nine you could take a taxi home and they would pay for it right yeah. and i i really regularly worked past nine like so often wow. um, I entered that job already in a romantic relationship but if I hadn't I would never have had a chance to have one like everyone everyone was either single or married there was no middle ground right, right. so I needed <laughs> I needed out and BuzzFeed was hiring for this weird job that just sounded like what I was already doing <laughs> right it was called social web artist and I was like that's not a thing I'll apply and right. uh, and I just threw you know I threw uh, a resume into the hat and had two interviews I was, I was very confident because my first book had just been published by Penguin Random House. So I walked into the interview like, here's a copy of my book from Penguin Random House. I don't know if you know them. Uh, that's, that's, that's cool. That's like that's the, the mic drop. That's the most confident I've yeah. ever been. You know what I mean? Like I, I think job interviews are really hard. but And the confidence is gone, Like to be clear. But that week, I was like, I could have done anything. And right. So I applied in a very normal way and got hired. And I worked there for... I changed my answer depending on like if you're interested in hiring me, like depending on the folklore of my uh, career experience. But do you want us to do two takes and then you can? Yeah, you can just do I'll two just say both versions. answers. Uh, I was either there for like six months or a year. Right. Okay. So there's like the LinkedIn version. There is. Yeah. On LinkedIn, it says 13 months. It's yeah. A year it's always a, a bit longer on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You talk about um, like a lot of social issues um, and activism things like that in, in your feed. I've got a very kind of esoteric question for you. Are you positive for the future or are humans just basically garbage? So first I want to react to your question. I'm Jewish. I can't really like let things go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that I am posting about politics and social activism. I know mm. that objectively I am, but I guess my point is that like I'm posting about very base level, like human rights things. Right. And so it kind of sucks that we you know, take a step back and we're like, oh, so, so political. It's like, I'm posting shit that's like, hey, like, I don't think immigrants should be like held in camps and then separated from their families. 
Uh, right. I know Australia is real great about that. You yeah. guys are absolutely killing it on the disgusting human rights violations That's right. front. Uh-huh. Congrats. I actually love knowing that because I think we just assume that mm. Australia is like a friendly, like wonderful, like America, like we don't, Americans don't know shit about anything because, right. you know, we're idiots and we're busy with, you know, creating you've, culture. You've got stuff to all. deal with got, as well. <laughs> got a lot of shit going. Yeah. But uh, no, you guys are fucking terrible uh, monsters. But, <laughs> you know, I'm posting stuff like that. I'm posting like, hey, I think that, you know, gender's a spectrum and like, I believe people who tell me what they feel they are, like, I don't have a problem mm. with that. Like, you can use whatever bathroom you want. Bathrooms are gross. Like, it's not like one is a party and one is like, I <laughs> right. don't, there's, there's not like a cover charge. Like, it's fine. So, yeah, I hate that that gets categorized as mm. like, oh, Adam's political and others aren't. Back to your real question. I think the world is fucked. Right. Not the world. I think humanity is fucked. And that's also like, that's climate change. Like, we're going to be dead. Mm. We're going to be dead in 50 years. Water scarcity is already a thing. You know what I mean? Like, hurricanes are insane. Like, wildfire. Like, the polar ice caps melting. Like, we will be gone. The planet will figure itself out. The planet's not going anywhere. Um, But on a very, very small scale individual level, there are great people. Mm. Right? Like, good things do happen in the world. And this is sort of like the core of, of my work, I think, lately, or the core of my work on social, I should say. Like, mm. when I'm just trying to put a nice thing in the world because every day is garbage. Like, good, objectively, good things do occur all the time. Probably right now in this convention center, like, 100 old friends are meeting, you know? Yeah. Mm. Uh, 10 people are giving press interviews around us, and those interviews are going to bring them work and jobs, and, like, then they can afford to get their daughter guitar lessons, and then she's going to grow up to be, like, the next Michelle Brand. I mean, great things are happening <laughs> right here. Uh, so that is encouraging right and the way that the internet lets us make new friends and connections that's really encouraging but overall yeah like humanity's fucked you've talked about before how you you hope just to help like at least one person yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah I, I really like that kind of that idea that that that's a, that's the reason for kind of doing everything you do I think it's wild to be like well I can't change the whole world so I guess I'm nothing it's like Gotta you know, lower your expectations to a reasonable place. I don't think any of us are going to change the world. We're fucking graphic designers. Like, I'm sorry. We're not superheroes. We're not design ninjas. We're not gurus. Like, none of the shit matters. I mean, it does matter. You know, you know that I really care, and I think that um, you know, good design can have incredible impact in terms of like accessibility to information and you know, the way that more and more people are pulled into the fold and just like the power to communicate ideas that are important and impactful. And we might be saving lives, but on the whole, we're not. Right. We should all just be nurses. That's a hard job. Teachers, that's a hard job. If you're a design teacher, then okay, you get you get <laughs> you a get gold a star from me. Yeah, <laughs> Not a pass, you get a star. You get it's more than a pass. Does this feed into, um, you've talked about before, the idea of that no one cares? Yeah, I think there's a lot to nobody cares or, or nothing matters is like mm. my favorite sort of like because I love that I love when things can be really pessimistic but then also optimistic at the same time and just there's room for everyone in one sentiment I think remembering that nobody cares remembering that nothing matters is helpful because we get so hung up on like uh the fucking type you know what I mean like oh it, it's already gone to print and it's like 10 you know 10 points off and it's like yeah we know we do know but in the grand scheme of things like Nobody really cares. The few people mm. who notice also are the people who understand exactly what a nightmare production is. Like, yep. right? They know enough that they yeah, should they, let it go as they well. They know, right? <laughs> they know that like you're in agony. 
mm-hmm. over one mistake. And if the whole thing's bad, then they know that like you don't even know, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, or that it wasn't important to you, or that you had a five minute like none of the shit. None of the shit really matters because again, like the temperature's rising, the water levels are rising. Right. Like we are going to die. That's so, going to be the title of the episode. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Adam JK, Adam JK says, <laughs> you're all going to die. Yeah, I love I love when it's framed that way. I just gave a recent interview where I just kind of talked about how, like, I'm glad my grandpa died because my grandpa died two weeks ago. And I was like, oh. he was really sick for two years. Oh, he was right. like brain dead. I was like, I'm glad he's gone. He was not himself. He was very possibly in pain and we had no way to know. Mm. And it's just like, it's selfish at that point. So I, it came up very briefly because we were recording in my kitchen. You know, it was so personal. Oh, wow. And then You've had some great environments to record some uh, audio content. <laughs> I'll lately. do a podcast anywhere. <laughs> I can't get enough. Um, but yeah, then the, the framing of the whole podcast was like, Adam JK says, like, you know, euthanasia is great. Yeah. I was like, is that what I said? <laughs> so I, I, might I do think being... euthanasia is pretty cool. I feel like if people want to go, they should be allowed to go. Yeah, there's a lot of debate about that in Australia as well. Yeah, particularly mm. there was a quite famous scientist, a quite famous Australian scientist who, I can't even remember the country he went to, but he, he came to somewhere in Europe and, mm. and, and died. And it was all captured live on television. On television? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It was kind of, a, it was his final statement. So that's going out like a boss. Yeah. Um, I want to die on TV. <laughs> I do not. I absolutely do not want to die on TV. Um, I want to find out what your talk is about that you're giving here at, yeah. at Max. My talk is called Talking About Feelings. I've been giving this talk for about two years, but it keeps changing and mm-hmm. it's not very tight. So half of it's always improvised. Uh, and it's basically a talk about how personal work has formed the basis of my own career and how personal work can just be really personal work is important for everybody and i'm not a like do personal work and like make a living and that's your job now i'm much more interested in personal work as a means to figure out who we are as people to you know sorting through emotions and it's art therapy and Mm. so personal work maybe it becomes something that makes you money or maybe it gets you attention or followers or fame or notoriety but but at its heart personal work is just like our own expression and again like we're graphic designers we have all the tools to communicate what if we communicated what we had to say instead of what our client yeah. or our boss uh, or our institution had for us to say? Very so that's cool. where it's at. And, you know, I'm just going to like talk about bullshit for like an hour <laughs> and probably tell everyone that nothing matters. Probably talk about They're death. all going to die. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be kind of like this conversation. Uh, it is very much just me on a stage. And and it starts by letting people know, like, hey, I don't know how I am got up here either. Like, right. I'm not particularly amazing or prolific or you know i'm not special it's just i have been very lucky to step into this opportunity and be able to do something um okay so we're gonna wrap this up <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna wrap it <laughs> up we're gonna talk about my books but honestly like they're already books you can just get them and, mm. and learn more about them yourself my name's adam j kurtz i have three <laughs> books two journals one page at a time and pick me up and then most recently an essay collection called things are what you make of them that really encapsulates a lot about how I feel about being creative people, what that means for us, the roadblocks that we create, the the mental acrobatics that we do, the ways that we tie our self-worth to productivity or success, the way that we let failure affect who we are as people, as humans, mm. when really it is reflective of our professional selves and how there should be a separation. So that came out last year and was didn't mean to write that. It was an online column that right. turned into a book that people kept asking about. But I'm super proud of it, and it is in all bookstores now. And awesome. do you, do you have a plan 
I mean, is it a book a year or is it a book? No, not at all. I mean, no. it used to be though. You, you, you did a, uh, you almost I mean, did a book I did a year? 2014 and then 2016. Right. And then 2017. And I think, oh. I think the 2016 and 2017 was just a coincidence because this most recent book was mostly done already. Oh. It's mostly previously published. I just, I scanned my files at 1200 DPI just in case. Like I had it ready to go. <laughs> and so we were able to release it at that time. And, People, at least in the U.S., the publishers love to release this category of book um, in October so that it's available before holiday time. Right. right. So that's really why I am. You're the first people I'm telling. Actually, I am beginning the process of a new book that is different from anything I've done yet. Cool. We haven't sold it through. Don't have a title. But we had a really wonderful meeting uh, at the Penguin office last week, Friday. And uh, I'm very excited because this is a weird one. Okay. Why, I say why, that is, every it, why time. is it different? It's different because I've already done a lot of things. And probably should have pitched a new book. They wanted me to pitch a new book over a year ago, and I wasn't ready. They didn't want to add bullshit to the world. And I just think, like, there's so much going on politically and just, like, human rights violation, like, all of it. It seemed really hard to make creative work. Yeah. You know, I think I was just very down. I let myself feel very depressed. And I was really just trying to, like, maybe avoid making... Like, you know, it's hard to feel like it matters. Again, I was really leaning into nothing matters. Mm. Uh, but now I, I'm working on something new. I'm sure it'll, it probably won't be out for like two years, but I'm excited about the process. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, I'll shoot you an email. Cool. Final question, Skillshare. Mm. How did that come about? Skillshare wanted me to do a class on how to build a social media audience, and I said no. So instead, I did a super weird art therapy thing that like, I don't know if they're happy with how it came out. They must be. I think they're fine with it, but not a typical Skillshare class. Right. It's not a how-to guide on building a social media audience because I don't know how, and also who fucking cares? Um, it's <laughs> absolutely about just figuring out our identity as creative people. Yeah, it's called Personal Brand Manifesto, Who the Fuck Do You Think You Are? And you can do it on Skillshare. It's like 30 minutes in my old studio. Is it? Is it is We're going to have to go. Okay. We got to go. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks, for, for, having thank you. Thanks for coming on. Where can people find out more about you? you Adamjk.com and on all social platforms. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you.